Welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal podcast. Today is our guest, Greg Mall, and you got a guest, Greg. Who is it? Today's program, we are going to welcome back Jennifer, uh, part one of the uncharted territory of disabilities, uh, plural. In part one, Jennifer related to us um, that she was dealing with um, quite a quite a number of unique. Uh, issues that that she deals with on a daily basis. Uh, just to recap, the first one was the inability to, to really process fat, the body's ability to process fats. The second one was the inability to process proteins. Uh, the third one was a primary immunodeficiency, which essentially means that she doesn't have much of an immune system at all. And today she's going to go ahead and relate uh, what possibly might else be going on with her. And uh, she's very inspirational. And we look forward to, to joining her today for, for today's podcast. And we hope you enjoy the show. So then we have fat, protein, and the immune system. Now, is there, uh, is there, is there more to the puzzle? I know there was more, but... This is a couple other minor things. So I do have anaphylaxis, which is the kind of allergy where you need to have an EpiPen. Otherwise you can like your blood pressure, which usually drops really low. Mine goes super high. Um, your throat can start to close, rash all over the place. It will kill you. So I have that with dairy. I have that with wheat. I have that with iodine. I have it with um, something else all of a sudden, like not coming to me. That's okay. We're not, this isn't a, this is not a my chart review. I'm just saying like enough things where like I was at a family gathering and I went to um, grab a fork from the table that all the food was placed on and somebody bumped me with, they had some sour cream on their hand. I didn't know that it was sour cream. I didn't even notice that it was on my hand. All of a sudden I start feeling like burning up my arm and I'm like trembling in my throat. I'm like, what the? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so just something as simple as going to a restaurant and being bumped into for crying out loud. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, not a lot of going out. Good so, Lord. COVID style, I, like, I might only go to one or two places and only when it's not a time that's busy and I only order, you know, like I have to have enough time to talk with a the server and if I don't feel like the server's understanding me or that they don't you know because plenty of people say like oh well I'm not eating gluten right now but I'll have the you know the white sauce on my gluten-free pizza and the white sauce is always made with <laughs> yeah. flour, you know that kind of thing so plenty of people don't get what they're doing with it but I need to know that that person locked in otherwise I'll just otherwise I'll just have a drink <laughs> you know like whatever get me a iced tea and Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. But, 
Yeah, um, that's got to be that in itself is kind of something that would be a challenge for people to uh, to monitor and to uh, to reg, you know, to to regulate. Just being just being careful in that way, much less you know, with what you have, what you take in, and then being aware of the immune thing at the same time. So, right, and the and it's in a lot of medicine. Most people don't know that. Um, it should be denatured. So if you're somebody who like is lactose intolerant or something, probably having medicine that's got milk proteins in it is not going to bother you, but it gets me. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm lactose intolerant. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you, you're one of 70% of the entire world. Oh my. Yes. You're God. in the majority there. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. most, most people lose their lactase enzyme by the time they're two, maybe three. So, but I didn't, but I didn't know that because I noticed it after I got my gallbladder out. Oh yeah. Well then that, that could also make a, that's also going to make a contribution because you, it's something that's going to digest your, anything you eat differently. Right. So. Because as soon as I get done eating cheese or even, even a little bit of pizza. Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> well, I mean, I came into town, I think, a couple trips ago, and I was hungry because I think it was 1030, and I said, well, we need to get a breakfast biscuit or something. So I swung into McDonald's, and I picked up a <laughs> couple of uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits and brought them in, and Brad ate it, right? Yeah, he said, oh, there's cheese on it, and I'm like, why you can't eat cheese? And he said, well, no, I'm locked. And he probably had told me, all right. My wife says, I can't believe you. We've been married 20 years and you still don't know that about me. And so I'm sure Brad has told me many times, you know, but you can't really scrape that cheese off. So instead of not eating it, he watched mm-hmm. me like a dog and then decided to, to mow in. And sure enough, he started acting funny, and I said, "What's wrong?" I got to go to the bathroom. Shouldn't have eaten that cheese. Yeah, I know. And uh, you didn't even eat all of it. I just trying to be a nice guy. Didn't want to make him feel bad. That's all. Right, because it's such a social. There's such a social component attached to food mm-hmm. that people don't understand. Like, I used to have. Or my kids, like over time, somebody was saying like, oh, I, we went out and got these special M&Ms just for you and they don't have dairy in them or, or they, because they're dark chocolate, right? But mm. dark chocolate, 80% of the time still has milk in it. So it's still, right? But they went out and they're, you know that they hunted like three or four stores to try and find this item that they thought oh, would be safe geez. for you. And it isn't. And it just, that's why it's like, could you please not just don't, Please don't help. I know, I know. And it's and like all of the all of the empathy parts and the respect for what they did is Mm -hmm. that's real too. But then you have to say, wait, now does this person are they gonna feel okay if (laughs) you know and and needing to use the restroom, that is one level of Right. It's kind of like, what is the response? If it's going to kill you, you really don't have the option. You just say, please don't find something for me. But um, 
my daughter's allergy with it is totally different in the way that it affects her. So it's not deadly to her, but it'll impact her for days. And it's not her stomach. It's mm. her brain. <laughs> so her brain takes it in like it's an opiate. Dairy proteins. Dairy protein. So even things like chocolate, like an opiate. My gosh. Yeah. So that's pretty pronounced. So she doesn't want it, you know. Okay. Um, but she's lived that way most of her, you know, most of her life, really, since she was, I think, about four that we figured that out. So it's like, well, it's, a, it's a, neuro, well, she's autistic. Oh. So they, the brains in people who have autism tend to regard wheat and dairy proteins like they are an opiate and if you saw her getting an accidental exposure if you saw her normally and then you saw her on on milk on a crossover contamination of milk like she had a bite of something before she realized it wasn't safe uh it's days and it is like she is picture the 70s happening all over again only she's the only one in the fun bus and she you know it's, it's totally uncomfortable well, certain things do different things to people <laughs> well ha- haven't they uh engineered a uh synthetic chocolate like you know they have the the impossible whopper which is you know all plant and no meat right and we've used stuff like that before so and a lot of those are pretty decent you can't have that and then also like everything else processed food because there's the sodium is higher in that i don't know that it's way higher than it is in meat but it's you know bad time you add all the stuff to it but yeah she i mean she can have regular chocolate she just can't have chocolate that's got milk in it what kind of chocolate um like raw like raw cacao for example or cocoa a lot there's a lot of um a lot of places are close to making it, but they maybe manufacture this. Like Enjoy Life is a brand that a lot of people with food allergies are aware of. And their their chocolate chips are good. They taste like normal chocolate chips. Really? They, yeah. So so there's it's it's kind of like once you know how to shop for stuff like that, then it's not so it's not like they're never having it. It's like if they're having it, I'm making it or they're learning how to make it. So yeah, I, I feel you on the <laughs> on that you know it was fine before i used to be able to eat it now you know it's it's deadly to me so yeah i i know that uh, when i um i was kind of disappointed because i loved i love drinking milk with instant they had a breakfast called instant breakfast where you just mix it up in your uh glass and drink it and go yeah yes but now but now when i now you have to get uh Special milk and uh, it's really weird, you know. So yeah, it's, it's almost like um, some of those things they can make great substitutes for, and others it's like a uh, like vegan cheese. It's yeah. just better not to do that. What's better is just call this a different kind of spread, and what it will be like is if someone is having it like hummus. I don't know if you've tried that before. That's like chickpeas, lemon, and garlic, right? Yeah, if someone yeah. calls and tells you that it's a spread, you just put it on crackers or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. That's fine. It's supposed to be like cheese, but it's hummus. 
that's not gonna work. This is like oh, the stupidest tasting stuff ever. This is not cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so like sometimes it's just better to like forego certain categories and just say, hey, let me see what else I can do. Yep. Oh. Yep. I know. Yeah. yeah. But now you have to get this milk that's uh, uh, lacto-free milk, and it just doesn't quite taste like milk, but you try to, to, to oh, make yeah. it work. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lactase, or I've, they've got the, I can't remember. Yeah, there is a milk out. Like, what is it called now? Uh, Not lactase, is it? No, lact- you have a lactate? Yeah, lactate, and there's a yeah. lactate milk, and there's a... What, what other milk is out there? It's got a, it's in a blue bottle. It's like two percent. But is it like Merrill Life or whatever it's called? It's something life. Oh, there, yeah, Fair Life. Fair Life, yeah. Fair Life, yeah. I tried. I drink that. That's pretty good. That is not bad, is it? Nope. Isn't that a little thicker? Or no, am I imagining that? It's a little thinner. I think. A little thinner. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I tried like, that one time. Yeah. Target has it. Because it lasts for a long time, you know, like for three months. What? Wow. Yeah. So, because I don't drink much milk anyway, so I have a, have a, you know, it lasts for about three months. Honestly, God, it's so weird like that. Like, I just got done drinking, uh, I bought it in June. No. Maybe late May, and I just finished it now in July uh, a couple of days ago and it was still good so wow I thought that was pretty good <laughs> you know so, but uh, it's more expensive that that I can tell you oh sure yeah. it is <laughs> and then you've got like almond milk and soy milk yeah mm-hmm. but the almond milk this doesn't taste right to me is that the right soy, the soy milk is a little, little more uh, um Sweeter. I think it's kind of sour. Yeah, sour, sweet. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. I know. Oat milk my... is pretty good. What's that? Oat milk or like yeah. pea milk, like yep. ripple. If yep. you've tried that, that's pretty decent. Like some of that stuff when you're when you're trying to transition to your milks <laughs> of yeah. any kind, like using cereal or something that where there's another flavor that you are familiar with, mm-hmm. and you're kind of masking. The, you know, if you're going to just say, well, let me try eight of these next to each other, go, 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 go you know, they're all going to just taste weird. <laughs> mm. But did you say, goat, did you say goat milk or what? Yeah, goat milk is supposed to be very good for people that. Wait are, a minute now. We were talking about goat milk the other day, and I said, uh, what about goat milk? And somebody said, well, you can't, it ain't like you can go to the grocery store and buy goat milk. No, no you have to go to a farmer, don't you? Or, or what? There's a brand. It's a, like a white container. It's only, I think, like a, one of those tall, skinny kinds of things. And it's got, I think, purple or magenta sort of stripes on it. That's called, that just says goat milk on it. You, It's probably uh, closer to like where the creamers are than where the milk is. is it a, can you get it at Walmart? I wouldn't imagine that you couldn't. I would think that it's that they would have it. I mean, off the top of my head. I don't. Boy, that's got. Well, I've seen it in uh, enough conventional big box stores that I would think it will be there. Yeah, I mean, I would like to try goat milk. Yeah. Because it's supposed to. There's something in it that's supposed to 
so um, help your stomach a lot. See, your stomach, you don't get, I still get a little bit of gut ache regardless what I drink. Eh. Well, and the thing there, Brad, is because it's goats and you drink that milk, you can then eat license plates and cans like, uh, you oh. know, like goats too, oh. because you, oh. you're going to be able to digest anything, you know. Oh, weird, uh, buddy. Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, you, no pain, uh, no gain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> can, I can't. Uh, can you imagine how expensive that's got to be, though? Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look. And the, the crazy thing is, you can't eat ice cream either unless you find a special. And that's awful expensive if you have to yeah. find a magnet free. Yep. So. Try the coconut milk ice cream. Ooh. It's rich. Ooh. And it's also dumbly expensive, like a like oh, a no. um, Ben and Jerry's or something. But at least it will taste like you're having. Wow, that, that does sound pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it starts really rich to start with. So, yeah, you know, if you're thinking of like an ice cream base was made with. It's usually a proportion of milk and full fat cream, but. None of the other milks do that, and once you take out all of the, all of the extra lusciousness from the milk, then you're kind of left with this, a little bit like sadness. Like if ice cream were sad, it might taste like yeah, like what you're talking about. So if it's you, liquid, but that's about it. <laughs> try the try the coconut. It'll be expensive, and but also it will taste like something that's tasty. Well, I have to throw that. All right. I'm missing a lot. I learned a lot too. Man. Well, at least, we got, at least we got something in common now. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> well, and I'm the guy that uh, you know eats whole milk on his frosted flakes, so uh, that's oh my like goodness. way outside the uh, the lines. So probably not good for anybody. But I don't do it very often. <laughs> You know, once, twice a year, I'm like, I'm going to go for the whole milk. I'm going to go ahead and use that on my cereal. But uh, but can't you take like uh, like a lactate before you take your first bite of ice cream? Yeah, but that doesn't work. That's just a false. Um, gives you false hope. Really? I tried that once. It doesn't work. You got to take a whole bunch of that stuff before it works. Is that right? Especially mm-hmm. for me. But your early childhood. What was it like? Challenges, maybe. Yeah, I think just, I was kind of, um, I had a hard time eating. I had, um, I, I had, one of my parents was, was at home. The other one was working. So it's not like I was just like running amok all day or anything, but, you know, it also, we lived out further from regular city. So going to the doctor was a big deal. You know, it's like, 25 minutes in which if you live outside of the city that feels like of course it's at least 25 minutes away but when you're in the city it feels like ooh, kind of between that and it's sort of precocious and I read really early um because I got interested in dance as quickly as I did and as early as I did I think they were attributing a lot of the um the symptoms and like the that that I was just dramatic and not realizing that there was a connection to all of those things. So we like the asthma, that one I got diagnosed a long time ago and then I ended up having to take, but 
but that took a while too. It wasn't until I was literally passing out from <laughs> from an asthma attack, like the brain's like, okay, and reset. Um, that someone was like, well, eh, that's kind of over the top. Maybe we should get that looked at. You know, I had to take a lot of prednisone, a lot of inhalers, and that's what gave me the. Now I have severe osteoporosis in in a wheelchair, right? So from all these that. Things, yeah, prednisone is like the drug everyone yeah. hates yeah. to love because it's so trashy, but it saves your life. So yeah. I'm grateful yeah. that it did, but also, you know, even with all of the all of the weight bearing activity, which we could argue I certainly did plenty of, it wasn't enough with with what you know. So trying to take medicine at this point, even for osteoporosis, they're like, well. We have this kind of marked out for like a 20 year lifespan. We don't have it really marked out for 40 year lifespan. We're not real sure how that's going to go. So, you know, I'm just kind of stuck. And so, so, when did, so when did they, when did they diagnose the, uh, the asthma then? And you started getting on that regimen? 18. Okay. Wow. So, All right. so yeah. Yeah. And Everything was... else was just like, my sister would get three chicken pox. I got thousands of chicken pox, you know, everything that one thing happened to somebody else and I got like the bionic version of whatever it was. And always it got attributed early to just like, uh, you know, <laughs> but until I had, it was, it was really right after I had the kids and they were doing more, they started doing, cause I was getting sicker, like really sicker a lot faster. And someone had done some blood work on me. That was a, an immunologist. And he's like, oh, uh, you need to come in. I'm expecting he's going to say something like, yes, you are allergic to X, Y, and Z. He mm -hmm. said, well, yeah, you're definitely allergic to X, Y, and Z, but also you're missing a whole bunch of your immune system. Did you know that? Wow. I said, no. Jeez. <laughs> no, I did not. But my, that's going to, that like shuffle everything right into place. That just, that's a life changer right in that moment. Yes, because mm -hmm. now finally, um, in you know now finally it, it was making sense to me why all of that was happening and he, the weird thing is as i had gone on and was in the hospital more often and more often with sepsis and more often with you know like every every three to four weeks i was in the hospital for uh, four or five days sometimes home with um infusion antibiotics for another week um i couldn't like in my own head as it's starting to happen, like, I'm like, the people around me are saying, maybe you need to apply for disability. And I was like, what? Why? No, I'm fine. Because no. I had heard for years, I was fine. <laughs> and um, that was not right. <laughs> I was not fine. And I am super glad that even though it took some browbeating to get to that, that was the route that I went. Um, ultimately, because I, I couldn't I, there's no way I could work regularly for yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah, I'd be giving that. disabled people bad name all over the place. Like, oh no, <laughs> we hired this disabled person once and she was never here. Like, that's not the right picture. So part of that was, you know, just trying to figure out what dynamic is going to work and being involved volunteering um, and or getting involved in some of these other projects has helped a lot. So yes, I had some difficulty in my childhood, but it wasn't really figured out until later. And then all of that made sense. 
and now I can at least be proactive in why I am or I'm not doing something. Do, do you feel like you missed out on a lot because of your uh, situation? When you were a kid? Um, kind of. I, I would say it like this. I tried my best to be as involved as I could with what whatever was going on. But I also learned early to try to be in charge of what was going on. <laughs> so I could kind of direct like, hey, if we're all going to get together, like, what should we do? Uh, we should do, how about this? You know, like trying to be more active in that. But things like, you know, my friends are going to go for the weekend and they're going to do what, like, that's, I'm not going. So there's plenty of that kind of stuff. And certainly now I miss a lot of things like a wedding or graduation or things where there's a lot of people. It's just, if I can't control the environment to some degree or control myself within the, you know, like at the state fair, like we were talking about, there's just like everybody and there's food everywhere. Like that is not a good plan for me, mm -hmm. but in 2019, I did something with my daughter that I never anticipated I was going to get to do again, which was I auditioned for a community theater musical and I had a blast, but I didn't know how it was going to go. I was worried about that, but I saw the, the way that they were holding the rehearsals. I got cast as a, as Gingy, the iconic cookie in the Shrek um, franchise. Oh. So, so my wheelchair worked just fine for that. Cause I'm basically on a cart and had a little puppet. Mm. Um, but it kept people enough away from me because of that, that I felt like I could manage it. And the, I mean, it was community theater. It was not at all <laughs> like the level of work that I was doing before, um, not to knock on them, only saying oh, yeah. it was something that I never thought I was ever going to be able to do again. And that, that director, that whole cast made it possible because the way they responded to like even the auditorium where we were going to be in like I couldn't get the, the slope was too steep like I could get down at like 50 miles an hour <laughs> but, oh, sure. um, yeah, yeah. I'm in a power chair but I mean you know it like feels like you're gonna tip over and I couldn't really get back up without like the battery draw Brad you're in a power chair right yeah, so like going up the hill yeah. and you're like eee, eee. Yep, yeah, you're gonna need your way up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um and they they made alterations to have the meetings be in a different part of the theater so I wasn't trying to get up or down. Um they moved a bunch of stuff in the back. It was it was a really fantastic experience because it was something I used to love to do, but also it if it wasn't for the people being willing in that in that little group. At little it was like 35 people I think <laughs> but if they weren't willing to do that or if someone would have given me any static about it at all I think I would have like you know you couldn't have got me out of there fast enough mm, because yeah. you know it's like but otherwise yeah I mean I miss doing stuff with friends I miss doing stuff that happens after nine o'clock really I mean or things where uh it takes a sustained amount of energy particularly at, at this point and the that started earlier and it just has gotten more pronounced as time went on so. 
Well, it sounds like for sure that uh, that little community theater could have used a roller ramp, portable stage ramp system for you to go ahead and. That's get. right. I know that that was part of their plan was they're going to be re redoing parts of that building. So, oh. and that was another one of those things where the you know the push buttons on this side, but then you have to like scoot around the thing to get to the other door that opens, and then yeah. the one on the inside door is on the opposite side. All those kinds of. Uh, you know, you, you in the back of your head's like, is this a fire code? Like, what's the plan that we did this so oddly? Just, you know, like, great, the door's wide enough, but I can't, like, time it out to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I got one hand to operate all this business. Where, where do you no, think it's, it's not? It's, it's not, it's the anti-convenient. I mean, it's really, it's a chore, you know? I mean, nothing yeah. is convenient mm. at that, you know? I mean, people no. don't, I mean, they walk in, they walk out, but not when you're, uh, you have different challenges and just trying to, to get about a small place like that. It's like exhausting, right. you know? Well, and it's hard to feel like uh, it's devaluing to a degree where all you're trying to do is like get in your car or all you're trying to do is get out the door and it creates a scene <laughs> like, oh, um, do you need help? Uh, or <laughs> yeah. going on there like you know and then enough people have seen enough um, situations where someone's like you know don't hold the door for me I can do this myself or you know <laughs> all, right. all of that is just well all those experiences are real it doesn't really help anyone learn like what would be the appropriate etiquette say like yeah, I see you're working on this and it's fine <laughs> I mean like whatever do is there is there a way I can help you, or are you good and you just need a little more time? Yeah, right, something like that. Um, but when people don't have those tools, then it just makes it it just makes it so much weirder, so much weirdness. <laughs> I have another question for you. Sure. Do you have any, Do you have any type of uh, regular procedures or treatment or therapy that of, of for your conditions? Um, I usually am involved in some form of physical therapy because my bones break a lot. And really? then so I've had to rehab myself to be able to stand up and walk like enough to transfer or make, you know, like theoretically, because everything keeps breaking, I'm never going to not need a wheelchair. I may um, be able to go like a short distance without doing that, but I could break anything from that too so it's <laughs> so, you're, so you're, you have a, a little bit of a condition like brittle bones disease as well or what yes i have severe osteoporosis oh. so i'm not quite 50 not to make the point about that but you know they're like i have 85 year old bones so that even if i was how feeling old are you? 50? i'm 49 49 well, heck, I'm 61, no, 61, yeah. Wow. I'm old. Well, <laughs> you look good no. for your age, Brad. I mean, you're aging well. 60 is the new 40. Everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I've been, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm not 60 yet, but I'm getting a little fairly close. But I'm like, man, why do I feel like I'm 97? You know, a lot of the time, and I'm not even 60. So, <laughs> so it's, sometimes it's a, it's a you know what getting older. So <laughs> when you start getting 
once you hit 55, it's like, ha, 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 I'm still good. And then like 56 and 57 hits, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, why, why am I not doing this as much? Or how come this takes so much longer? And, and my wife said, you're getting older, honey. That's what happens. <laughs> you're getting older. It doesn't matter if you're disabled, but if you're disabled, it just makes it a little worse. But that's why. That's why you're not yeah. doing these things as much as you did them a year ago or two years ago. And that's what, you know, that's, <clears throat> and that's really the point too uh, on a lot of this is um, I would go out, you know, basically the, you know, balls to the wall. I was probably pretty extreme. I was extreme. That's why I'm, <clears throat> I'm in a wheelchair as I was reckless and I was an outdoorsman and I, I just, I did everything quite, uh, quite to the extreme. And so after I get da- disabled, I kind of try to continue that you know, outdoor activities and fishing and hunting and crawling around in the woods. And I would do this and I would pay for it. And she'd say, you know what, you're going to, you shouldn't be doing all this. You shouldn't be, you know, why are you doing this to yourself? And I kept telling her, this was probably about five years ago or six years ago. I said, honey, I said, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. So I'm going to do it like to the, you know, as much as you can now. And I think that's what people have to kind of take out of it is just to grab life you know that's there right just to uh and just to experience what you can because you're not going to be able to you know whatever the abilities that you do have you know you're not going to be able to take advantage oh. of those forever so mm-hmm. right brad right i i i feel bad as the oldest guy here well, you're kind of the fatherly figure, more more yes. or less, in the room. The uh, the wisdom, the oracle. Yes. yes. Yeah, sure. Seasoned, not gonna fall into the traps of wild and un- I, unfettered I've fallen, in, I've fallen into a lot of things in my life. <laughs> well, if you want a little entertainment on the podcast list, you might want to listen to. Have you listened to the one? It's called uh, Cerebral Palsy and Fireworks. where he started his chair on fire and all kinds of fun stuff where he got yeah my lap my lap started on fire with a bottle rocket got stuck in a car full of fireworks it's it's really i i kind of enjoyed making fun of him on that one but he did a good job yeah yeah it's funny i mean his dad had to put him out when he was on fire and the chair was upside down and so yeah listen to you folks want a funny one listen to the one cerebral palsy and fireworks and and what mm-hmm. those loud sounds do to somebody who has somebody CP, first CP, of all, yep. but then, uh, but then uh, to uh, you know to lock him in a car full of fireworks was indeed. <laughs> but it's a good episode, and it's just you know you don't think of that. You don't think of some people like uh, where these loud noises will almost throw them out of the chair. You know, so um, yep. is it rude to come up behind Brad and just? Bah! Just blurt out and watch you him jump. It's extremely rude. You My wife says, you don't do that, do you? I, she, I said, well, I have. I have done it. But but it's out of love, really, that I'm doing yeah, it. Right. It's not, yeah, right. Well, I do it less. I do it less often. I Really, I'm becoming more aware of your... But no, it's... You do it something, I guess. <laughs> no, but uh, 
but yeah, it's it's really been interesting listening to you because you've got uh, you've got to watch what you what you eat because of the fat uh, resistance thing, the protein resistance thing, the uh, immuno immunodeficiency syndrome. Then you've got uh, the shock to uh, to different things with the anaphylaxis syndrome and the uh, osteoporosis, and uh, it just seems that. Uh, it would be kind of that boy in a bubble. I don't know what the boy in a bubble had. He has primary immunodeficiency. Well, that's what the boy in a bubble had. And, you know, and that was back in like the seventies, sometime. Yeah. That that uh, remember that Brad boy in a bubble? Yeah, that's when. He, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So well, you're you're more boy in a bubble on steroids, really? Because well, uh, I'd like to think if it's already been done once, I should probably go for something. You know. <laughs> yeah so it's how need to be cliche with my disabilities <laughs> yeah so so how rare are like each of these or to have all of them how, how rare how many i mean what's the uh like uh you know let's say that ms twenty thousand people a year get diagnosed or something they call it a rare disease but what is the what is the rarity of uh of the condition or the combination of the conditions well the combination as far as two different like um, academic health systems have seen, they've never seen it. Anybody, it's never been written up. They've never seen anybody with all of this. Um, the the carnitine and the ornithine transcarbamylase deficiencies, the the metabolism deficiencies, I think are something like one in two hundred and fifty thousand or one in five hundred thousand. Oh my like that. gosh! Um, the primary immunodeficiency is like so much so that the like the kids they they suspect at this point because um, remember when i was talking about the heel stick when they used to check for pku but now they check for all of them they suspect that close to 60 percent of SIDS death may have had one of these kinds of amino acid deficiencies so because it you wouldn't check they would you the moment that it gets to the threshold of ammonia gets too high you go into a coma then you have a heart attack and pass away so unless somebody happened to know that about someone like if i were to just randomly god forbid need to call an ambulance right like i i've had multiple doctors tell me any like don't try to if, if there's any way to not need an ambulance because they'll try and stabilize me and if I'm in a situation, they're not going to be able to even come close to figuring out what stable even would mean because of all of this. No way. <laughs> yeah. So I try really hard not to get myself in a, I don't do too many stunts. Like I was really feeling the, you know, going out and crawling around in the woods. Like I would love to be able to do that, but I don't, I try to think about <laughs> not, not for you, but for me who who will I like to have hassle me about that forever if they have to come and rescue me from that situation. So I just don't do a whole lot of stuff. Well, do you have a, like a card or a, a wristband or something that would tell these people that here's what's going on? It wouldn't be able to fit on a bracelet. So like I have a, I have a note that I have that I can carry around, but it doesn't have, like because they're all those all those things come from different places 
right? Different kind of specialty. It's not like they can say, you know, Jennifer has X, make sure you do this, 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 like that's, they can't create that, I guess. There was one, one of the times I was in the hospital and they, you know, they give you your name band and then they put on any, like an allergy band, if you've got any allergies. And my favorite one and my daughter's favorite one, because I saved a bunch of them for a reason, but just said, the epic list. And epic, of course, is like the double entendre. Epic is the name of the electronic health record that a lot of health systems use right now. Yep. Um, so when they're like, if you're going to use a my chart or something, I don't know if you guys have that where you are, but when they're putting in all your info on the computer, that's the program. It's called Epic. And because I have so many allergies listed, it's kind of funny that it just says see Epic list because they couldn't fit them all on the bracelet. So um, I don't have a great plan other than <laughs> to do my best and not get involved in something that could end there. Um, but that's not really a plan. Mm -hmm. So as far as that though, other, other than treatment, like for the osteoporosis, my body's not able to handle the medication. So I can't take that. And they don't have a, a, a way to do that for sure safely over 40 years instead of 20 years. The infections that I get, usually people can get, um, IVIG therapy, which is um, an immunoglobin, intravenous immunoglobin transfusion, but it's only, they only have e efficacy shown for um, respiratory infections. So if all I ever got over and over was like sinus infection, bronchitis, sinus infection, bronchitis, then I'd probably be taking it. But what I get are kidney infections recurring over and over, different bacteria all the time. It's like a fun little game body plays. But because they don't have efficacy saying that it that that therapy would resolve anything other than a respiratory condition, I can't take that. And uh, other than that, it's just medicine for the the freeform amino acids that I take for the for the metabolism disorders. If you get a chance, do take a look at. Uh listen to the um, episode about the fireworks and see what you think. Let me know what you think. I am totally there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um, and then um, you know, because at the time it wasn't funny, but now that you talk about it, it is. But um, yep. But um, yeah, I just, I how did your family help you out during the day a lot? Um, mostly they help by doing things like, because um, I don't have my own car right now. I've been working on that for quite some time. And that's part of how um, I ran into Greg, actually, just kind of trying to figure out options to do that. But so they help get me around. I, I am looking at probably getting another power chair that's more easy to get in and out of a car with like one of the collapsing types even though they're not um as stable just at least so that i could have a little less uh agony around that and things like laundry i can't do very well i mean i can talk a good game but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, definitely sounds like they're going to be a challenge for you for sure yeah. just to 
to need yeah. some help, but you've done well, you're independent, you know, for the most part, right? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you've had, uh, good Lord, the things that you've contributed to the, to the, uh, the patient advocacy and the different things that keep you active. It's certainly an, an inspiration to others that uh, may have less wrong with them or uh, maybe more wrong with them, but just to see what kind of things can actually be done, you know, if you still have the desire and ambition and you definitely have proven that. So thank you so much for coming on today and uh, offering all these little insights and perspectives to, uh, to others who may be listening. And Brad, do you have any closing thoughts today for Jennifer? I'm going to have to keep in touch with her. I would love that. Thank you yeah. guys both for having me. Well, the other thing we're going to have to do is go ahead and, uh, and touch on the autism thing. That's, that's something that we haven't uh, done addressed at all. And because of the, just the sheer complexity, we, we can't touch on that today, but that would be something for future uh, future discussion as well. So, sure. Uh, if you were willing to do that, that would be fantastic. Great. That sounds good to me. Well, Bradley. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, that's another episode of Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thanks, Jennifer. You bet. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rolleram, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rolleramp is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.